Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident. I'm your co-host, Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And this podcast is all about helping you do uh, those three things, center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. We're continuing today in our New City Catechism series with question number five. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. I think this episode will be a little bit shorter. Uh, as you're listening to this podcast, I guess you'll know because you'll be able to look at the the time remaining mm-hmm. in the episode. But I think there's a bit of overlap um, from last week's. Yeah. I do think it is worth doing as well or doing because there are some uh, particular things to discuss today that I think we didn't cover last week. So mm-hmm. um, besides that, I, I think we just dive right into the question. I don't have any announcements. Do you guys have any follow up from the last few weeks or anything like that? Nope, this has been fun. All right. You like it. Good, good. Um, As always, you can always uh, feel free to reach out to us with any follow-up questions, anything you'd love to hear us discuss. And we don't mind if we need to take a break for a week or two on the New City Catechism to jump into another topic real quick. You know, the New City Catechism is meant uh, to be a a foundational episode. We know it's a structural thing that we can come back to every week, um, but we're always more than willing to, to add things as well. So... All right, with that said, let's dive into question five. Question five of the New City Catechism is, what else did God create? We're going to head back to our three-question structure for the episode, and the first question is, how would the world answer this question? How would the world answer, what else did God create? I feel like overall, they answer it the same way that we said last week, Um yeah. That either he created or he didn't, or it was um, some Greek mythological god or something along that line. Um, but pretty much, I think the same answer as last week. Yeah, and I think maybe this would this question would allow for people with a little more of an agenda to press into that. So, like, what else did God create? Well, he did create man and woman, but also he created all of these genders, right? Like you could press in a little bit more Mm -hmm. into the, like God created everything and he created everything that I want him to have created in the way that I want him to have created it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I could see that, but it still relates exactly to what Hannah was saying. Our question from last week was that you either believe he did or he didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. This kind of alludes to the answer provided already, but the thing that kind of sticks out to me that I think the world would answer differently if they were, presented the answer that's put here is that it wasn't good though like i don't think they people would be happy with how the lord created the earth with the state of the earth is in now yeah or they would um to that sense too they might try to power trip god creating the earth right Mm -hmm. so they would have the the great equality happen where um God created man and woman. You're right. They're, they're precious and uh, they are just as equal to dogs and cats and everything else because God created them too. God did create everything and everything is God and everything is from him Mm -hmm. or is him. And so we have this inequality that happens. Um, It's inequality through equality, right? In the sense of, or it's an imbalance of what actually happened in God's creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that clear? Did yeah, I and I feel like I feel like that? that's I why the catechism maybe asked the questions the way that they did. First, asking about how and why did God create us, because we're kind of the prize of His creation, um, and then asking what else did He create? These things are lesser than humanity because only we are made in the image of God, and nothing else is. Yep, still valuable, mm-hmm. right? Still, still has value mm-hmm. to it. 
um, but has a different amount of importance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Like I said, I think this episode could be pretty on on the short end Mm -hmm. for that, but I think we've got some talk about in the second one, the second question. So the, our second question is how does scripture answer this? Um, so I'll go through the, the answer of the new city catechism and then region. If you'd read the scripture, I think we've done that every week and it's worked out well. So, um, what else did God create? God created all things by his powerful word and all his creation was very good. Everything flourished under his loving rule. What do we have for scripture? Comes from Genesis chapter one, verse 31. And it says, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. All right. So. We have a, a few things. I, I think let's just dive right into breaking down the answer sentence mm-hmm. by sentence. First, um, God created all things by his powerful word. Um, what is there more to say in this than, um, than what we said last week? Right? You know, what, are, what are things that we can draw out of this that might bring a little more nuance to the things we discussed last week? I think it's interesting if you read the answer, the capitalized word, so it isn't just speaking about Genesis 1 where he spoke into existence, but it's also talking about John 1 where in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God referring to Jesus and talking about how God created through his son. Um, so I think it's kind of double reference there with the way that they capitalize the word in the answer. I totally missed that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I love that. I totally missed that it was capitalized, but you're 100% correct. That is, it's got to be exactly what they were referencing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in relation to that, when I first read that, I didn't think of Jesus right away, even mm. though I should have. Um, but I did want to think again about the fact that God is so powerful. He created everything with just his words, mm-hmm. right? He brought everything into, he brought everything into existence with, um, just, just let there be light and mm-hmm. let there be a division in the what, right? You know, um, but at the same time, he created man personally, mm-hmm. and I like that as well. So it, it, I don't know, just bringing that back up made me think about it in a different way mm-hmm. as well. But then going into Jesus being there at creation, um, you know, off the top of your head, are there scriptures that support that, or you know, what does that make you think about? Um, how does that make you feel when you when you realize that it's a double a double meaning? Well, I think it's a phenomenal representation of the Trinity, and it's Mm -hmm. easy to ask the question, what did Jesus do in the Old Testament? Um, It's not always as easy to see him active before he was incarnated, Um, but this is a prime example, and John, like Hannah mentioned, makes that really clear that it was, he was the Word, and he was there from the beginning. Yeah, and I think of, um, like, John 1, and Mm -hmm. also Colossians reminds me of that a lot, too, Mm -hmm where it talks about how, you know, in him, everything was created and everything is yeah. sustained through him as well. And, and Jesus being present at the very beginning is very um, important to our understanding of who Jesus is. Yeah. Jesus was at creation and he is a part of the creation process, right? Through him, all things were created. Yep. Um, that should increase the importance of who Jesus is to us. Mm-hmm. He know? wasn't created. Exactly. Yeah, he's the firstborn of all creation. Yeah. Right. In a in a, in a different sense, and we'll, we'll dive into that on another day. Exactly what it means to call him the firstborn of all creation, and firstborn from the dead. Right is another way yeah. that it references Jesus. 
um, another episode, another day, but just that whole thought should elevate our view of Jesus mm-hmm. as well. So God created all things by his powerful word. And I think, sorry, one more thing, just thinking yeah. about Jesus being there at creation and like the Trinitarian act of creation and then thinking about salvation and this idea of like new creation within ourselves, that Jesus was present at the creation of the world, but he was also present and active in the new creation of bringing new life to us through salvation. I think there's a beautiful picture that he is personal and active and in a Trinitarian way through creation and through salvation. He's literally everything. Yeah. It's awesome. You're just blowing my mind today, Hannah. Also, I just want to mention, because we've we said that the Trinity is active in creation. We've mentioned God the Father. We've mentioned Jesus. But we haven't mentioned the Spirit. And you can find that at the very beginning when God's Spirit was hovering over the waters mm-hmm. in creation. Just so we touched all three. Boom. Trinity. It's there, right? <laughs> for, all, for all those naysayers, the Trinity exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's found. Um, which we will also get to in the New City Catechism a little bit more. Um, all right. God created all things by his powerful word, and all his creation was very good. I honestly can't remember how much we hit on this last week. Um, I don't think, I don't we, think we talked much. about the goodness okay. of creation. No. I am having an, a difficulty remembering what I've talked about with my kids and what, I, <laughs> and what, <laughs> and what we've talked about here. Um, so let's... What is the importance of saying all his creation was very good? And this is where the scripture is, right? The, yeah. the Genesis scripture that you read states this. So why is this and important? And over and over as a repeated phrase yeah. all throughout creation account. Why, is, why? Why is it that important? Why should we care about that? Well, I think it's a fair, like, I think it's fair to be like, I don't want to live in a world that isn't good. Um, like our creator not isn't just able to create it, but he's able to create it good, you know, and what type of a creation is it if it's not created good? I and guess there's a question that comes to mind for me. And what, what does good mean? Mm. Like when we say like good doesn't just mean like it has a good intention, mm-hmm. right? Good means perfect yeah, um, or pure, way, right? Yeah. The way it's supposed to has, be. Has benefit, has fruitfulness to it, has... Um, non-evil purpose, right? Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot more than just like, because if something's good, it means in in our world today, it could mean it's not as, as perfect as it could be. It's not as great as it could be. It's good. It's fine. But that's not how scripture talks about good, right? Good means, is good is godly, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in this context. So that's part of it too. Hannah, I know you were about to say something. Yeah, I feel like it's just holding it in contrast with the fallen world after sin. And so we have the goodness of creation and the goodness in the garden, this perfect relationship that Adam and Eve have with God and with um, animals and plants and like all of creation is in this perfect cohesive relationship and then sin enters and everything falls apart. And so God didn't create, create this world broken, but the brokenness came as a result of our sin. Yeah. I think it's definitely setting up the, um, and we screwed it up line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, oh yeah. The, Here's creation. Oh, by the way, we mess. We really messed it up. And I think the next statement in the an- in the answer is in line with that, Hannah. With when it says uh, everything flourished under His loving rule, right? Yeah. Not only was it good, but it, it prospered. It mm-hmm. flourished. It thrived yeah. underneath um, God's rule of it. Like as it was when it was created, it was the most good it could ever be. It flourished more than it ever has, you know, since. And um, and there's a purity to that. 
and it's a sort of a tip of the hat to the the idea that we screwed it up mm-hmm. right it's oh yeah it's setting up the fall for us a yeah. little bit in there i also think here's where we can make the distinction between the creation of man and woman and the creation of everything else as well like we'd mentioned before and how the world would answer it um as they're all the same this is where it's different. Because last week, the scripture we looked at talks about the Lord creating us in his image. And it's very clear about creating it in his image. Here, it's created by his word, um, and it's good. And that's a very big distinction, at least in my in my mind, where, you know, we're not just good, but we're in his image, whereas the rest of the rest of creation is just created good. Yeah. How does, uh, on to our third question, how do you live that out in your life? If you believe this is true... What does it look like for this to be true in your life? Like, how do you, what are the implications of how you act and think? I think this is a big um, place where we can find how do we care for the world that we live in? That if God did create everything, then we have, and this is part of the mandate that he gave to Adam and Eve also, to like um, have dominion over and subdue the world. Like that's also for us that we should be caring for this world that we live in. Um, it doesn't mean you can't ever use a plastic straw or something, but that we should have. <laughs> it doesn't like, mean that every <laughs> point of existence you have in life is to save the turtles. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, th- but that is a good thing that we should care about God's creation because God cared about his creation, that he made it and he loved it. He, um, like I love the idea that it was a loving rule that God didn't, he didn't have a dictatorship in the garden and that's what made it. Um, so orderly, but that he loved his creation and he cared for it and that we are able to to do the same because we are made in his image. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and and quote it. A good old Spider-Man quote (laughs) with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And that's what it makes me think of, right? Great power because we've been given dominion over such an amazing thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's broken now but it is still an amazing thing in its essence. And um, it's a it's a powerful thing because it was created by our God. And I mean, look at the power that is contained in our world, right? It's just so cool. Um, with that power we've been given over creation comes the responsibility of taking care of that creation yeah. as well. Yep. So I think this Spider-Man quote works very well I like it. For, for the idea of what man is supposed to be doing when it comes to creation. And we're, we're like pop culture now. Yeah. Now we can relate. You, you guys are welcome. Yeah, we're, we're so hip on this podcast oh, now. Embarrassing. <laughs> we're so relevant. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, do, do you have anything to add to that, Regent? Um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought, though. That's always a good place to be on yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Is, so and then we can have the awkward pause of silence. Yeah. Um, I just think as we think about the goodness that God created with, um, it should draw our minds to eternity. Like as we look back to the garden, we should also be looking forward to heaven where things will be put back in their proper order and things will again be good. Um, and God will, um, will be back in that flourishing state that right now yeah. we're not flourishing. We are broken and sad and it doesn't take much to look around the world and see that, but we have hope because we will return back to a state under the flourishing, loving rule of God, where we're in that personal relationship like Adam and Eve were in the garden. I feel like there's been two or three times where you said something and be like, that is exactly where I was about to go. And oh, <laughs> like, sorry. that's perfect. That was going to be my point too, especially with Rob, uh, pastor Rob starting revelation. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's it's just got pro- me thinking pro- about the hope that we're going to have, because that the idea is that it's, we're going back to the garden, but it's better, right? It's better. Cause we're oh, yeah. all there 
and we're all partaking and all worshiping yeah. the creation in all its fullness, right? What it was meant to be and more in, yeah. in the sense of, you know, what we saw in the garden is just, even that is just a foretaste of yeah. what's yeah. to come. Yeah. And I, I love that in the garden before the fall, like work is instituted. So work, like work is not a bad thing. Like I know sometimes people feel that way. I don't want to work. Like heaven is going to be all relaxation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that's one of the crazy things to think about is right now, like when, when the fall happened, work became hard, but work's still good. And we get to practice work now, thinking about going to life, going mm. around with people out in the world. You get to do work. You get to take care of this earth. You can bring the glory of God to, to people around you. Tell them about Jesus. We get to practice that. And then we get to go to heaven and we get to do the exact same thing in perfect community in you know a redeemed world. I wonder what work looks like. Yeah. At the end of days. Yeah. Right. Like in the new creation, in the new heaven and earth. What does it, what does work look like? It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> Man. Oh yeah. I mean, we can't even begin to speculate on that right now. One, because uh, I certainly lack for the knowledge of scripture to support <laughs> yeah. anything yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, two, because that's another podcast for another oh, day yeah, as for well. Sure. A podcast in which we bring on a special guest or something. Yeah, I am, not, not, I am not equipped to answer <laughs> that, that's for sure. Somebody that is much more qualified than us or has at least thought about it more than us. Um, so how would somebody live that out? I think those are some of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Um, a, the idea of responsibility to the world, um, not enslaved to the world, but mm-hmm. responsibility to take care of it. The idea of a future hope coming because we know what was. And so we're looking forward to what will be again. Yeah. I think those are the major implications that we should see in that. Um, and then just constantly living with the mindset that, that God creates good things, mm-hmm. right? That uh, we were created by him and there is goodness in our creation, right? Like he, yeah. he created us with a purpose, with an intent he created us as we are. Yeah, there are things that that sin affects us. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking disease. I'm thinking um, even emotive emotive issues that we deal with, um, anxiety, fear, all these things that are that are happening because of sin. But at the same time, like God created us, and the things that He has created are good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's particularly um, relevant for today's culture as well. Um, and I guess I should also say we need to check ourselves too, right? Because I don't want to give into the, and you're worth it movement, right? Like, yes, you you have intrinsic worth about you in the sense that like God made you and mm-hmm. you are valuable. Um, scripture says like we're more valuable than the sparrows, like in that sense. So like there's a value mm-hmm. to us, but that doesn't mean that we're uh, worthy and that we have spurred God to move because of our worthiness, yeah. you know, in our lives. So I want to balance that as well, but I also don't, I don't want to despair and just say, you're not good at all. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like we are sinful, but God made us um, mm-hmm. and his creation is good. Yeah. I think this is a good point to just come back and remind ourselves that goodness is defined by the Lord and scripture. Yes. Not yeah. what we feel is good. Preach. So if you, think it's good you could be wrong i'm everybody's wrong in some respect on what they think is good but you got to go to scripture for that definition good all right i think that's gonna do it for the episode today three quick questions um and then i think we've got a good episode coming up next week um we're heading into question six and it's how can we glorify god that's a good answer uh one that we certainly try to come alongside of on thursday nights and sunday mornings um, so 
that's what we answer next week. How can we glorify God? But until then, just know that we're praying for you guys. We love you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.